Hello and welcome back to another episode of Football Antics. We are drawing closer towards the end of this Premier League season. And today I'd like to discuss the big six traditional teams. First off, looking to my left and the United fans. United have not won a single game against the big six traditional teams. And Crystal Palace. And Crystal Palace. But they still sit in second in the table. They failed to deliver against these big teams. Are they, are they as strong as they used to be? See, this season has been very interesting for a number of reasons. Obviously, we've had corona, we've had numerous injuries, we've had per- big personnel changes, we've had various speculations about who's moving to where. But one thing that's remained constant is the media kind of hyping up a certain situation. We saw it with the whole Messi City situation. We saw it We saw it with the Chelsea spending the 250 million and their kind of expectations. We saw it with Tottenham when they were going on their title run. And in all those cases, they've kind of proven to just put unnecessary pressure on those teams and hinder them and I feel the same can be said about United you know when we had a very we have a relatively strong season last season and going into it yeah there were some doubts but we expected to perform relatively well however from the initial expectations at the start of the season I don't think that anyone would have pegged us for second yeah fair enough we're we're quite away in City who are first but we are still second and although our performances haven't necessarily reflected that standing I feel that is due to kind of a number of factors which other teams in the league have experience. So I'm going to start with, for example, one is general fatigue, which a lot of other teams kind of have mentioned as well with the likes of Liverpool and even like Everton and, and all that. And that stems mainly from a lack of squad depth. So when Donny was bought in, a lot of fans, including myself, kind of complained, oh, why do we need another midfielder? We're kind of very saturated in that area. And though that, yeah, we were at that point, as we've seen, you know, with some short-term injuries to the likes of McTominay, Donny and Pogba, we have kind of struggled, especially in the more creative department, because we've been relying solely on Bruno. And obviously, he's not going to perform every game, unfortunately. Don't get me wrong, he's been absolutely phenomenal this season. But again, he's not going to... Against smaller teams. No, you can't say that. How can you say just against smaller teams? Yeah, because, but because <clears throat> the fact... <clears throat> so you're saying every team that's not the top six are smaller teams? Not necessarily, but what I'm saying Because is, Arsenal, well, I'm asking Arsenal, you, Ar- we're Arsenal, deliver? we're Tottenham. Would you count them as still the big teams? Because I wouldn't. I mean, as you said, it's a season. It's a weird season, but just traditionally speaking, the big six teams, well, the big five teams. Okay. Yeah. Win those games. Bruno has been fairly MIA'd. But then when you look at the schedule of those matches, they've come kind of very thick and fast in the midst of a number of games, whether that's been Europe or the FA Cup or whatever else. So with a quick succession of games combined with our lack of squad depth, I feel it has taken a toll on the players. Now, before I would kind of say, you know, that's an excuse, that's an excuse. But when you look at the way United play, for me, it's becoming more and more evident. So take the Crystal Palace game, for example. It was absolutely dreadful performance, lifeless, slow, boring, no purpose in the pattern. It was just shocking and we played absolutely so my explanation behind that was fatigue. You know, the players, we've got the same starting level for pretty much all our games, especially our back four. And I think it's reached a point where, like you said, we're not far off the kind of end of the season. We've played a lot of games and the players are just kind of burnt out. They're tired. Without that regular rotation, which squad depth provides, we have struggled. And you can only rely on players like Rashford and Bruno, who, yes, recently they haven't been performing anywhere near as well as they have. But I'd like to point out that Overall, I do feel they have had a very good season. But again, I feel that is down to just general fatigue and being burnt out. 
So in terms of United's performances against the traditional big six teams this season, I have been very disappointed. And I think it's a lack of bravery from the manager, to be honest with you. I feel as though... Here we go. Okay, so we saw uh, the first big team, traditional big team we played this season was Tottenham at home. Now, what was the result of that? It was 6-1 Mustafa. 6-1 to Tottenham. Now, in that game, we tried to attack, we tried to press, and it just didn't work out. So I feel as though the experience of that game for Oli has meant that in the games against the other big six clubs, he's taken a bit of a like pragmatic approach. So we haven't been brave. And when we have tried to attack in these big six games, it's too little too late. He makes changes in the 80th minute that are not really going to impact the game. Saw that against Chelsea. Chelsea were there for the taking. We could have won Arsenal, even Liverpool when we played them. If we were braver in those games and we had a more attacking approach, we could have easily won those games. I don't think you can put that down to fatigue or whatever you were saying. I think it's just a matter of bravery mentality from the players to go out against these big six clubs and prove themselves and we haven't done that this season okay Mustafa yeah so the mentality kind of argument is I think it definitely has some basis however I feel that's not necessarily Ollie's fault when we were in that title challenge kind of period you know a lot of the media were asking oh so you know do you think you can carry this title challenge on and win the league rah 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 and he was like no we're you know we're not focusing on the kind of title we're just taking one game at a time and I I said that to you I said you know what that's the perfect response I've loved that he said that because at the end of the day with the type of players that we have with the personality of players that we have currently you need to keep them grounded you need to make sure that they're focused that they're calm that they that they don't become complacent and I felt that Oli kind of grounded them and he said things well so in terms of mentality I think yeah there is possibly an inferiority complex within Man United but I think that's just a kind of fallout of past five years and that's only going to change with time and obviously a few more changes in personnel so we need more players like Bruno who are ambitious and really push the squad and really kind of just motivate them and, and get them fired up you know like we had before with the likes of kind of Giggs and Keane and all, Beckham all those players that stepped onto the pitch and the team was worried you know before they even kicked the ball they were like, wow, you know, this team's so confident. I'm actually surprised, Ahmed, that you mentioned United need to play more progressive because I thought, I mean, it's a general thinking that United are better off playing a counter-attacking style of game. And you mentioned Bruno, like always, Rajan. And you also Jealous. mentioned... Jealous. You also mentioned players in like David Beckham, Ryan Giggs, Paul Scholes. But the matter of the fact right now is that you don't have players like that. And we've known, everyone seen that Man United are too reliant on Bruno Fernandes. And as soon as Bruno Fernandes doesn't show up, Man United don't do really well. So just a question, either of you could answer this. Do you not think that this pragmatic approach especially considering the current circumstances, is a good fit for Man United? I really don't think so, to be honest with you, because Roger mentioned it earlier, we had a good season last season. But if you look at our results against the top six last season, we beat Chelsea home and away. We beat Manchester City home and away. We beat Arsenal. We beat all of these teams. So I don't understand why why it should be different this season. Like Even in those games, I remember the 4-0 game against Chelsea at the start of that last season. We didn't play a counter-attacking style of play. We dominated possession. We created chances and we won 4-0. So, and as we've seen with this counter-attacking approach this season, it's not getting us results against the big teams because all the big teams are too tactically aware to know that Manchester United rely on the counter-attack. So we need another avenue. We need another style of play. And we cannot solely rely on this counter-attacking football. Staffer, you make a very good point. I feel this season, above all, we have sort of been found out. Everyone knew that United were one of the best counter-attacking teams. You know, we broke with pace, with with aggression, with kind of clinical precision. So this season, we haven't been able to do that. I think a lot of the teams that we've come up against 
their style of play has kind of reflected that kind of knowledge that we are a counter-attacking team because they've they've subdued us. They've they've been a bit more cautious. So, for example, with the Liverpool game and the Chelsea game when we played them, it was a relatively boring game. It wasn't end-to-end like it should be, like it has been in, in the past. And I think that's because both teams were cautious so the opposition of kind of getting hit on the counter and United were cautious of kind of giving too much space in behind and, and conceding through a through ball or a quick, you know, kind of break. So although I think there needs to be a tweak currently with the current players that we have and the, and the, the style of play, I don't necessarily think counter-attacking football is a major issue because we do it very well. When it works, it works. I just think we need a bit more creativity in that midfield to to be that kind of key to complete the play in the final third. But then again, Rajan, do you not think that boils down to the manager? Because we've seen in the big games this season, in terms of our midfield and our creativity, in the big games, it's been Fred and Scott McTominay. Now, we both know these players are not progressive players. They're not ball players. So do you not think that he should be braver in that approach Perhaps putting someone like Donny van der Beek, give him a chance in a deeper role, or Paul Pogba. We've seen in the games that he has been fit. He's been on the bench for the big games. So do you not think a braver like approach to the game would do us better? So just, just to kind of put the whole Pogba thing, with Pogba, he's experienced reoccurring injuries throughout the season. So that's been a prime kind of a prime reason why he hasn't played. And then uh, him being on the bench, that's been at times where the, the midfielders that we've had, they've been working well together. And I can understand why Oli wouldn't want to kind of disrupt that well-flowing system. I agree. Partnership of Scott McTominay and Fred isn't going to win this league. We definitely need a bit more aggression and forward kind of attacking play. We haven't won any of the top six games this season. It's not just about the league. With those two starting our midfield, we haven't won any of the games this season. So that's why I feel we need a creative player to place Fred, for me it would be. So to keep McTominay, because I, I do see a good player in McTominay, a very useful player, and he is looking promising. So I think we need... For me, Pogba's going to go in summer. I, I've kind of made my peace with that. Donny isn't good enough to play the central midfielder role. He, he is, for me, especially when you look at when he plays, his positioning is more advanced. And obviously Bruno's in that position. So it's going to be a very sticky situation for him. And to be honest, I don't see, unfortunately, he's a great player, but unfortunately, I don't see a long-term future for Donny at the club. So for me, the key solution would be to find more creative deep-line playmaker to, to put alongside McTominay. Yeah, looking back at the last six games involving the traditional big six, as we all said, they've all ended with an LL. And if I'm not mistaken, in the last seven or eight big six side which faced each other, there was only one goal, something like that, which is ridiculous. For me, I feel like this is purely down to the current circumstances how quickly these matches are coming. We all took the mickey out of Jurgen Klopp for making all, all those excuses. But I don't know, as time goes by, I kind of sympathize with him. Especially as you mentioned, Rajan, if you don't have a good depth uh, in your squad, I feel like the fatigue is going to get to you. One key factor, especially, especially in these big six games, I feel like it's been the fans. The fans missing out is totally took it out of the football games especially in the games like Man United-Liverpool or we've seen in the Chelsea-Tottenham game. With no fans, it's just not the same. But I have one question from uh, Mo and Shad. As outsiders and as neutrals, I wanted to ask you guys this. We've spoken about traditional big six sides in the likes of Man United, Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham. But with Arsenal and Tottenham struggling recently, we've seen that they've fell out of them top six spots. 
And there are other two teams that have come into the conversation in the likes of Everton, Leicester, or even West Ham this season. Concentrating on Leicester and Everton, I just wanted to ask you guys, do you guys see these two teams, particularly Leicester, pushing to be a standard, traditional big six that will always be there competing for the European spots? Absolutely. I, I agree with that completely. I think Leicester have already eclipsed Arsenal in that sense. In terms of Everton, I think the only place would be left would be Tottenham. But I think overall Tottenham is probably a better squad. I mean, they're a bigger club, definitely. So I don't, I don't think Everton are quite there yet. In terms of West Ham, I don't think they've done it regularly enough to be, you know, in a shout within a shout for it. But obviously, Leicester have, have won the have won the league recently, and they're consistently higher in the leagues. They play an attractive football. You know, their their recruitment system is phenomenal. They got a good manager behind them. So yeah, and I think Arsenal have have, have lost their spot. And you know, as, as Mo likes to call them, Banter FC, and that's exactly what they've become. Yeah, I completely agree. Leicester, you can't count them out. They've been consistently performing very well, finishing higher up in the table for the past couple of seasons. Again, as Shad mentioned, their recruitment system is very well. They have what depth. They all play fantastic football. West Ham, I mean, they've had an excellent season, even with Jesse Lingard being signed. Uh, J-Lings, yeah. I feel like their morale has been boosted. But... I feel like it's just it's just a one-off season for for them, especially with like the whole atmosphere and everything. Everton, they're they're quite a mediocre team. They they do well, they don't do well. They're just one of them, one of them teams. But Leicester, I, I will always back. So I would agree with you both on on the Leicester son. I do find your West Ham and Everton takes quite interesting. So I do pose a question to you two. You've mentioned Tottenham would still be in that kind of top six. You would you would still regard them as as a top six team. Yeah, they had a good start to the season, but they have kind of fallen off. And as we've seen, without Kane and Son, that partnership, Tottenham don't really have much to offer. Yeah, they have Bale, but he's very on and off. In my opinion, the main problem is Jose and the kind of style of play that they do. So even with all those kind of factors considered, would you still pick kind of Tottenham over Everton? Because Everton have a very good manager and a relatively young, long-term quality side, well-balanced side. I mean, to touch on that, Rajan, I think when you think traditional top six sides, I don't think it merely comes down to the, the results or just one or two seasons. I think it's the kind of whole establishment as a whole. I mean, you're looking at Tottenham, okay, they have a world-class manager, arguably. I think they've definitely got world-class players, which Everton do not. <sighs> Obviously, James is the only one there and Calvert-Lewin's got potential, but really, and Richarlison probably, but again... I, I don't see as the whole squad. I mean, if you look at Tottenham, you know, they're more whole as a club. Yeah, they're more equipped. They have the resources to fight, which I think Everton are just lacking, which is a shame because I would love, you know, the Merseyside derby to be more even. And I mean, they won this year, didn't they? Yeah, so so it is, it is something to look out for, but I just don't think they're just there yet. Like Leicester have made it. I think they've, they've definitely, Leicester have taken that spot for themselves. Just a quick touch on Tottenham again. You mentioned Jose, Rajan. I actually read a report a few days ago, I don't know, it was yesterday, I think, saying that Tottenham have already got a replacement for Jose if they do take their route and sack him. But in the last game they played Burnley, they won 4-0. And we seen from the lineup that he did put up a very attacking lineup because usually when he has Hoiberg in the center of the midfield, he partners him up with Sissoko, which is a very, very defensive midfield for me. But against 
against Burnley, he had Hoiberg and uh, and Dombele, and then he got uh, Lucas Moura as a number 10, which in previous game we'd seen Ndombele doing that role and playing that role. Now, my question is, we've seen Tottenham, they can attack, they can score goals and they can play attacking football. For me, it was that Jose chose not to play attacking football because he was in the run for challenging for the European spots or for the title. And now I feel like that they've kind of slipped from them positions. They're going for a more attacking approach. That aside, when I mentioned the report, the report talked about Nagelsmann. And apparently Nagelsmann is the replacement they have in mind to replace Jose if they do sack him, regardless of if he wins the League Cup or whatever. So quickly, do you think if Nagelsmann does come to Tottenham, will that guarantee them a big six status? Yes. As you said, Tottenham features some very exceptional players. And just to clarify, when I previously said that, that, you know, they mostly rely on Kane and Son, that's just in the current style of play. If you take Jose out as manager and, and purely evaluate man on man basis, Tottenham are a very good side, which is why I was encouraged. And I think a lot of that groundwork has been laid by Poch is it's still there and it's still evident. So they do have very good players there and enough to kind of get that, definitely that top six spot and even possibly creep into the top four. But they lack a very competent and experienced manager and you know what I think Nagelsmann would be that final piece and for me he would be a very good fit I mean, he would really make use of the players that Tottenham has especially in the midfield so yeah if, if they get Nagelsmann I would be a bit worried to be honest just really quickly uh, it's easy for everyone to kind of knock Jose down right but if you're saying a manager of experience Nagelsmann does not have more experience than Jose Mourinho Jose Mourinho has proved he's already a great of the game and Nagel was just starting and the thing is with Jose when he managed United for example I know this is close to you guys him coming second was a massive achievement like when have you guys done that since you know like the team that he had well you might do it this season well but I just I don't know like I feel a bit bad for Jose because I feel he's very tactical in the sense that he plays to his strengths and he can probably play attacking football but I think he's doing the best he can with the squad that he has so I'll just put some respect on his aim. Maybe I am a bit too harsh and I don't mean to be. You know, I I do still regard Josie as one of, you know, a, a very good manager and definitely one of the greatest. He will, you know, his legacy is just, you can't argue with that. You know, his accomplishments, his, the, the fact that he took bloody Porto to the Champions League and won it. That's amazing. And especially what he did at Real and Chelsea, you know, that can't be denied. And I just feel that I'd like to make the comparison to Wenger. And obviously, I know that's not necessarily a fair comparison due to the kind of difference in achievements. But what I'm trying to say is that I feel Jose now is a bit of a spent force. He's not the Jose that we we knew, say, 10, 15 years ago or whatever. I feel the game has progressed too much. He's he's failed to change. And though he does play attacking football, he doesn't play it often enough. You said that he makes do with the with the players he has. But I feel that's unfair because, like I said, Tottenham have a very good squad at their disposal. You know, he has a very competent and capable squad to play some good attacking football. And although he, you know, he has started to play that, I feel it's a bit too little too late. In order to really get the top four and really achieve for those higher spots, you need to play attacking football, period. So just rounding it up, there's one team that we haven't really discussed in depth. It's not Chelsea. Arsenal, quickly. Banter FC... But we can't shy away from the fact that they have some great youth players in the likes of especially Saka and Smith Rowe. So my question to you guys is, 
what's the problem at Arsenal? Because for me, when I look at them, they do have a pretty decent squad. And as I mentioned, some good young prospects. Would you guys say it's the players or the management and how the management is approaching game by game tactically? Some of you may say that it's experience, but I disagree. For example, they've got David Luiz, they've got, they've got Bayerin, then they've got Aubameyang, they've got Lacazette. They've got quite a few experienced players in there. I mean, Arsenal do have a decent squad. Let's not get it wrong. But if you were to actually compare Arsenal's squad to Leicester, would you really think Arsenal's squad is like better than Leicester's? Look, comparing the players that Leicester's have, I I don't think so. And even the other teams that are in the top four currently, the likes of Tottenham, Man United, Man City, and Liverpool, I don't really think you can compare Arsenal's squad with any of those teams. So I really just think with Arsenal right now, it's just a lack of quality. The expectations at that club have been massively downgraded. Their fans now, they're not even bothered about a top four finish. They just get happy about winning games nowadays. So in terms of Arsenal, the, the, it's just the level of expectation at that club has decreased. And I think in the next few years, Leicester will cement their spot and take over Arsenal as part of the traditional top six. So Ahmed, a quick question for you then. Mikel Arteta, would you keep him? I think I would keep him, to be honest, because he's a good young manager. He's got a lot to learn. He, you, you can already tell he's he knows what he's doing. He's, he's a good coach. He's a good coach, definitely. He wouldn't be under Pep Guardiola for so long. Pep Guardiola rated him very highly and he's a very good coach. And I've actually heard reports recently in the last few days that have linked him with the Barcelona job, but he's himself come out and said that he's happy to stay at Arsenal. So I think in Arteta, they have got a good manager who they need to give patience and stick by. I would totally disagree with that, Mustafa. Arteta's not a terrible manager, but he's he won't take Arsenal to to the top four. I think we can all agree in football, you don't get that. Oh, in two years, in three years, oh, given enough time, given enough money, you don't get that anymore. So he's a better manager than Ole. He's really not. Don't d- no, d- relax yourself. No, no, no. You. I don't give a. F- you I have don't to compare care. the squads of Arsenal to, to the squad of Man United. Now, if Arteta had Man United squad, mm-hmm. do you think he'd do a better job than Oli? Yes. No. Based on what? No. Because if you look at... So we've mentioned the, the youth prospects in, in, in Saka and that. They have saved Arsenal. Before they kind of their kind of introduction, Arsenal were a depleted dead team. They were well, done. They were done. Brought the youth in. Yeah, but that was his literally one and only best kind of a contribution. But they didn't look bothered. Their body language, their performances, they didn't look like they wanted to play for Arteta. This introduction of youth has definitely injected some energy and belief back into him. I won't deny that. But for me, that's just not luck, but it's just that one good decision that is bearing fruit. So if you say, you know, all these kind of good players and do these comparisons but what about Aubameyang Aubameyang was one of the best players in the league and he's doing terrible Lacazette he was doing relatively well again terrible you know Pepe Pepe has been absolutely woeful I don't understand where you're coming from with this what I'm saying is you're saying that Arsenal should get rid of Arteta and replace him yeah but in terms of if you want to link it back to Oli what difference what are you seeing that United should keep Oli and stick with him Arsenal should get rid of Arteta so I know this is going to be a bit controversial and it's going to be a bit hard for a lot of people to see, but it's purely progress. For me, United, slowly but surely, we are progressing. And I feel with, with some good transfers and a little bit of luck, in a few years, we will start to challenge again for, for the Premier League and hopefully the Champions League. And I do really believe that. You know, a lot of people, they're not putting enough respect on Oli because I think he has done a good job. Yeah, I'm not saying he's the, one of the best managers in Europe, not by any means, but he's definitely made an improvement. He's, he's, he is doing some, some good things at, at Manchester United. And if you compare that to Arteta, Arsenal have gone worse. 
worse, you know. They've won one FA Cup from after which they're not even going to have a, they probably won't even have a top table finish on it. Like for me, I would rather take the the slowly but surely approach rather than win a one-off title, you know. You say that and then Van Hal won us the, what was it, the FA Cup or or League Cup or something, you know. Jose won us the, the, the Europa, but would you still keep him on? I wouldn't. But the difference is, Rajan, we have we have arguably a squad of world-class players. If you look at the names that are in our squad, Bruno Fernandes, Rashford, Martial, Cavani. No, no. Okay. Not, not, not Martial. Pogba, Pogba, De Gea. We have got players who are, are regarded as world-class players. How many, how many players of those ilk do Arsenal have? Okay, I had to step in there. I'm sorry for making this question. <laughs> We're going a bit overboard. And on that note, that concludes this week's episode. Make sure you follow us on TikTok, football.antics. Feel free to DM us on Instagram at football underscore underscore antics. Make sure you follow us on Spotify for new episodes every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Thank you for listening and join us next time on Football Antics. Meh!